There is a house across the road. It is not house number 40. I know you're here to hear about that house. And I hear they have a rather interesting story. Something about a very big dog. But fortunately for them, and unfortunately for you, you are not going to hear it. This house, the house I'm talking about instead, is not that house. It is not a house on Little Street at all. It is across the road. The narrow door never opens. The curtains never twitch. But the person who dwells within remains the nosiest neighbor of all. This house is not just across the road from number 40. No. You will find this house to be the opposite neighbor of every house on Little Street. It is both the only house on its side and every house. While our side is vibrant, lived in, each house different, his side is an endless line of the same. The same tall front wall, wrought iron gate, and sloping yew tree out front. The red brick facade is identical in every flaw. Like someone bulk bought a very expensive doll's house and lined them up opposite custom jobs to fill the space. I have been to many houses on Little Street, and though the opposite neighbors are always dark and silent, I know he is inside. The flickers of evidence he never meant to leave betray the house he's looking at this time. The others of his houses barely breathe, but each of the ones where he is telling a story whisper in the twitch of leaves, the flutter of curtains, the rustle of a shadow. It is not difficult to find him. I have spent months trying to learn about him. I ask whenever it is safe to ask, who lives opposite this house? Have you ever seen him? Not many have been able to meet my eyes on the subject, though most profess a stubborn ignorance. A sparse few have been able to give me some inkling of what I might be dealing with, of who dwells within these walls. A part of me has always known, I think, ever since I was a child. I can't remember where I heard them, but I heard stories of a place near our homes where a creature lives, a rare and curious beast with a hungry mind, uncaring and powerful, who knew too much. But the specifics of those stories, I can only guess now. It's possible they came to me when I learned of the creature more certainly recently, and planted themselves among early memories as often important and terrifying things do once you learn of them. Foreboding is a self-important emotion. I'm in the hallway now. Though it is dark, I can see by peering through the gloom that it looks just how a house might look. There are pictures on the walls, but I can't quite see them. It doesn't make sense. They're within view, but I can't quite. I can squint and see the wallpaper beside them with its curling, repeating pattern. It's familiar. I've seen it before. Um, there's a little console table with a brick on it. Weird and 
drawers. There's not much inside. Further in, there are doors, but I don't feel ready to open them yet. There's a staircase and more doors upstairs, I think. But I won't go up there. I'll go in. I let myself in. It's strange to visit a stranger. And I empathize with my enemy. It's strange to have a stranger visit. When I was very young, before I knew that adults are supposed to eat their meals by chewing and swallowing them, my doorbell rang. I was only recently old enough to be allowed to open the door. I was very proud. <laughs> On the other side was a woman. She was tall, taller than my mother, which at the time I thought was impressive, and pale. Behind her, in the driveway, was an old Rolls Royce, and as I was going through my car phase, I found that impressive too. When she smiled, her face was smooth, as though nothing would ever disturb her skin. Not happiness, or sadness, or time. And she said, You must be Agatha, in a voice that was so unfamiliar that I wanted to hear more. She sounded like glamour, like she could put me on TV if I was good enough at anything. Even just at letting her into my house. She asked for my mother, and the two of them spoke. My father was away at work, and I think the woman was glad because her eyes were piercing when she stepped in, but they softened when my mother said he wasn't home. I crouched beside the keyhole when they went into the kitchen. They talked about things that I didn't understand. Plans and things. Making things interesting, biding their time and waiting. And how it wasn't ready yet. That night, I went to bed and I dreamt that my mother and the woman were going to take me away someday. That someday, I would be on television. Or in a movie. So, I tried my best to be very interesting and cool and... I would crack jokes and say lines, and look at my mother and wonder if that was enough. If it was time yet for things to be ready. But it never was. Why did I tell you that? When I started talking. I thought it would be important, but it wasn't, was it? Ugh, it's frustrating. Why can't I just... Shut up. You don't deserve that story. I didn't even tell. Though, I guess there's a lot I haven't told him. I hate treading on these floorboards without knowledge of who precisely I might find here, and what he's capable of. I know precious few things. For one, this individual knows everything. About me, about my family and friends, about my neighbors, about all that is strange and all that is average about them, about their stories. He picks us apart. He tells everything he knows to someone, to you, to whoever it is that is listening right now. I can only assume you can hear me. Heaven knows you couldn't see me in this darkness. Do you know who he is? Do you know what he's responsible for? 
It can't be so that there is so much tragedy and terror along a single row of houses. How much of the nightmare we live out is he responsible for? And if he's not the cause, he knows something about it. He knows why. I don't know what to tell him, how to phrase it. I don't know how to summarize a life's experience, 20 years of unanswered questions, of horrors I never noticed because they were there when I was learning what normal was. I don't know how to explain, how to convince that something should be stopped, or why, or how to make it happen. I just want the hurt to stop. So many have been hurt, and I have hurt so many. I don't want to be what I am, whatever it is. I don't want to do what we do. The violence. I am haunted by what I have done. And I fear that if I don't come here today and do something, I will go on committing acts of violence and doing the most terrible things. I want to learn how to become better. And I want to bring this to an end. Like Sam said, it has to be possible. There has to be a way to fix it. Can you tell me? Can you speak to me? Explain it to me. I'll, I'll listen. I can feel you listening. I know you're there. These walls have ears hidden in the gold pattern, the turquoise shades. Your ears. I can see them. I can see you. Either you're shy about replying, scared of me, or our communication is one way. In that case, why am I bothering to speak with you? You're either complicit, or a passenger in all of this. Same as us. No, I, I should keep looking. Open one of these doors. It needs to stop. It's gone too far now. I may not know precisely what it is I'm looking for, but I will know once I've found it. Evidence. Secrets. Something that shows what he has done. Who he is. What he can do. Why he's here. Something. Something so that I can know what to do next. How about the man himself? <gasps> what? You've come into my home and not expected to find me inside? I wasn't expecting... What weren't you expecting? Because I wasn't expecting to be burgled by an obstreperous little busybody with a baseless grudge. Baseless? I'm the busybody? I have never been in your house, yet here you are in mine, snooping about my belongings, trying to discover information about me. Meddlesome. Nosy. I thought my fences were built high enough to keep you people out. Obviously not. I'm a private man. I'd rather be left alone. I have never disturbed any of you. <laughs> what? Really? That's what you're going with? That's the line you're feeding me? An innocent neighbor beset on all sides by a community that might be interested in getting to know him. We'll be tied anyone who comes near. Are you selling me that you're the fucking Grinch, hmm? Is that what we're going with? It was worth a try. No. It wasn't. For one, the gloom of your house doesn't hide your figure enough for that to work. 
I saw ears like yours in a horror movie once. You are as beastly as I thought you'd be. And there's no way to avoid your strangeness. Your home repeats itself for every house on our side. There's no way I would have fallen for that. You played the fool, and now you look foolish. In front of all your listeners. Mm. Who are you? Who am I? Now that is a question, isn't it? You have no idea how much it fills my heart with joy to hear that being asked. Even as you trespass here, in my home, rifling through my things, and speaking to people who are never supposed to hear your voice, taking up time and using up space, you have no earthly idea who you are speaking to, do you? Is that supposed to get under my skin? Just answer the question. Or don't, and say something else. Either way, please stop monologuing. And the music, a bit dramatic. Stop it. Certainly. Dear Agatha, Agatha McInerney of house number one. I am the narrator. I tell stories. For example, the story of house 40 was the one I would tell today. As I know, you know. They have a pea garden, that is a garden where they grow peas, not a garden where they go pea. And they have people over for dinner sometimes, and they have an attic with bones in it or whatever. Very engaging stuff. A story I would have enjoyed telling, and that would have been enjoyable to listen to. That you interrupted. Rude. What kind of a narrator am I if I'm not allowed at all to narrate? Stop messing around. What's your name? Stop smiling at me like that, you little creep. Answer me. What does it matter, whether I have another name than the narrator or not? Will that change what you came here to do? Will that change the fact that the bones in the attic of number 40 are old and have been sharpened to points with something grooved like a mouthful of animal teeth? What did you come here to do, Agatha? Why are you people coming here? I, I came to stop you. Whatever it is you're doing, it's making everything worse. It was bad before, but there was more hope. Every day has been getting worse and worse. I don't know what it is or how, or why, but I know things might change if you st stopped. Stop me? Stop me? And how do you plan on doing that? I, I don't know. If you asked me a few weeks ago, I would have said... But I don't, I don't want to hurt you. I don't want to hurt anyone. I, I just want the hurt to stop. Hurt me? Don't want to hurt me? I have to laugh. Even if you didn't look famished, even if I didn't know you're well past due for a meal, you're here. That's hurt enough, I think. The door one, Wilbur, was here. That's hurt enough, I think. What's next? Can I expect the residents of House 40 will cross the road and ask me for a cup of sugar? What I think of last night's news? Offer tips on the finer points of ghost impalement? You know what I think? I think that it's none of your business what I do or why I do it. I think that I don't want to tell you or anyone else anything about myself, and I don't have to. I'm not what this story is for. What? W Wilbur? What are you talking about? You know. Oh, you know. Don't lie to me. You told him. You told him where to find me, and he came here to my house. Opened his door here, the little liar. And I do not think it was just him. Don't lie. I know you've told others where I am and how to find me, and have pointed me out far more with your loitering and skulking. I don't know, Wilbur. What are you doing with that? I'm not... I'm not going to hurt you. Too many people have been hurt. I wanted to stop, and I think you know how to stop it. Or why it's happening. 
Please, I just don't want anyone else hurt. Too many people on this road have suffered. Please. You know what else I think? I think your story would have been just fine if you hadn't come here. I don't know what dots you connected, but I think it would have been better if you hadn't done so. I think we could have finally had a decent season finale with House 40. It's interesting enough, and it would have been nice and thematically satisfying, really tied up some loose ends, called back to earlier houses that likely won't get any satisfying conclusion, but instead, you've just given me more loose ends, even more than last time. I don't think anyone's going to like this. What are you talking about? Put that down! I just need to talk to you! I think if you stop telling the stories, it will be fine. We can all just go about our lives. Please, I'm not going to hurt you. We need to talk about what's going on. What do you think is going on exactly, hmm? Because there is a grand conspiracy festering on Little Street, several in fact. But you won't find hide nor hear of any of them on this side of the road. Wait, stop. Slow down. And what's more, you assume I know more than you, which is now and will forever be true, but you presume to be able to guess at the contents of my knowledge, and that, my dear Agatha, is foolish. And we've already had a clown episode this season. Wait! What are you doing with that? You, you need stories, right? I have stories. <laughs> my, my life is the strangest story you'll ever hear. I'll tell it to you. I'll tell it to whatever it is that listens when you speak. It must be different. Better even to hear all of this right from me, from the horse's mouth. You can put the prick down. You don't need it. Please. You want to tell stories? Let's tell them. The show must go on, but let it stop with this house. I can tell you as many stories as it takes, but please leave the rest of us alone. Agatha, this is a pity. It really is. I'll admit, I've grown rather fond of you, watching you grow and discover. There is one fatal flaw in your plan, I'm afraid. You are not the protagonist of this story. This story doesn't have a protagonist. You are, and have always been, disposable. The show must go on. You're right about that. The story must continue. But it does not need you to do so. I'm sorry you had to hear that. Um, Neighborly is distributed under a Creative Commons attribution share-alike 4.0 international license. Today's house was written and edited by Matthew O.K. Smith, with music by Alex Schwartz and art by Cloudy Apple Art. The narrator, that's me, is voiced by Matthew O.K. Smith. Agatha was voiced by Jess Shields. To find out more, visit neighborlypod.card.co or follow us on social media at neighborlypod. What was next? What was it? <laughs> Thanks for listening. N no hard feelings. <laughs>